Hello, and welcome to another episode of Yoga for Latter-day Saints, a podcast where we discuss ways to improve worship using yoga practice. Last time, we discussed how our practice or worship should include faith, energy, memory, concentration, and wisdom. Today, we're going to discuss the next few sutras, which talk about the character of God and how the teaching in these sutras and from the gospel can help us to become better disciples of Jesus Christ and improve physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Sutras 24 to 26 read, The Supreme Spirit, the Lord, is an individual consciousness that is not affected by afflictions, actions, or their fruits. The Lord contains within himself the seed of omniscience, which is unsurpassed. And the knowledge of the Lord is unconditioned by time, and therefore it is also possessed by the ancients. Taken together, these sutras provide some of the characteristics of God. They describe how he is free from the afflictions such as ignorance, egoism, attachment, aversion, and fear, which cause suffering and confusion in human life and are hallmarks of the natural man. They also discuss how he's free from the actions that humans perform and the fruits or consequences of those actions. This idea of God as a source of ultimate wisdom and knowledge is important in the context of yoga as it suggests that by aligning one's consciousness with the divine, one can access profound insights and understanding beyond ordinary human cognition. The knowledge of God is not limited to a particular time or place, but is timeless and universal. The use of the term meaning of the ancients implies that this knowledge is an eternal truth and not something new or invented. It's been transmitted to and known by wise beings throughout history and is not limited to the present moment or culture. It's impossible for me to list all the attributes of God and how each affects us in this life, but these sutras provide a great starting point for each of us to improve our practice by learning about his attributes and meditating on them. The Prophet Joseph Smith said, It is the first principle of the gospel to know for a certainty the character of God, and to know that we may converse with him as one man converses with another, and that he was once a man like us. Yea, that God himself, the Father of us all, dwell on an earth the same as Jesus Christ himself did. When we begin to learn this way, we begin to learn the only true God and what kind of being we have got to worship. Having a knowledge of God, we begin to know how to approach him and how to ask so as to receive an answer. When we understand the character of God and know how to come to him, he begins to unfold the heavens to us and to tell us about it. When we are ready to come to him, he is ready to come to us. And Andrew Skinner, in a talk called The Nature and Character of God, said, Thus everything of sacred significance connected with our future rests on both our coming to know about God the Eternal Father and ultimately our coming to know him. If men do not comprehend the character of God, said Joseph Smith, they do not comprehend themselves. God and men are of the same divine, eternal species, and if we do not comprehend the nature of God, we cannot appreciate our divine parentage nor the very real potential we possess to become like our heavenly parents. Sutras 27 through 29 read, The sound vibration OM is the symbol that represents the Lord. Through the repetition of that, and by meditating on its meaning, one can attain an understanding of and connection with the divine consciousness. From that, the inner self becomes more accessible, obstacles are removed, and the practitioner gains a deeper understanding of the nature of the mind. Om is considered to be the primordial sound of the universe, representing the entire range of sound vibrations and the essence of all things. 
or the underlying vibration of the universe that animates and sustains all of creation. It's said as AUM, AM, which progresses from the A sound, the root sound, deep in the throat, to the middle of the soundboard with the letter U, and finishing at the front of the mouth with the letter M, thus encompassing the whole range of sounds. In LDS terminology, one might think of OM as a symbol for the light of Christ. Um, Boyd K. Packer, in his talk, The Light of Christ, said, The light of Christ is defined in the scriptures as the spirit which giveth light to every man that cometh into the world, and the light which is in all things, which giveth life to all things, which is the law by which all things are governed. The spirit of Christ fosters everything that is good, every virtue. It stands in brilliant, indestructible opposition to anything that is coarse or ugly or profane or evil or wicked. Conscience affirms the reality of the spirit of Christ in man. It affirms as well the reality of good and evil, of justice, mercy, honor, courage, faith, love, and virtue, as well as the necessary opposites, hatred, greed, brutality, jealousy. Such values, though physically intangible, respond to laws with cause and effect relationships as certain as any resulting from physical laws. The spirit of Christ can be likened unto a guardian angel for every person. Every man, woman, and child of every nation, creed, or color, everyone, no matter where they live or what they believe or what they do, has within them the imperishable light of Christ. In this respect, all men are created equally. The light of Christ in everyone is a testimony that God is no respecter of persons. He treats everyone equally in that endowment with the light of Christ. In some people's yoga practice, they repeat Om and focus on its meaning and symbolism as a tool for meditation and contemplation, helping to align their consciousness with the divine. This may or may not be something that you use in your practice, but it's important to understand the significance to those who do. A comparable practice that is used in LDS culture is the singing of hymns. And as an interesting side note, humming and singing have both been shown to stimulate the vagus nerve and to provide a feeling of relaxation and decreased anxiety. Over the last couple of years, I've noticed some of the things that we as Latter-day Saints do in our normal worship that align with yoga practice. Sacrament is one example. We begin with a hymn to focus our thoughts, followed by a prayer, which sets up a time to meditate. So bringing together the two things that we've discussed today, sacrament meeting provides a perfect opportunity for meditating on the character of God and help in your quest in coming to know him. If you need some other ideas of what to meditate on during sacrament meeting, read Elder Schmidt's talk, That They Might Know Thee, from the October 2022 conference. For today's practice, we're going to do a visualization of a sacrament meeting and meditate on the light of Christ. So get in a comfortable sitting position, your hands resting gently at your sides or on your lap. If you feel comfortable in doing so, close your eyes, but if not, just soften your gaze and let your focus rest somewhere in front of you. Take a few deep breaths, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. Picture the chapel as vividly as you can and place all the details into the scene. Now hear the sacrament song playing and feel free to hum or sing a few bars as you prepare yourself to take the sacrament.
Now focus your mind on the light of Christ. Visualize an actual light that's shining down from above and surrounding you with warmth and love. Try to keep your mind focused on this light, visualizing it as a ball of pure, radiant energy. Think about what the light of Christ means to you and why it was given. As you continue to focus on the lights, imagine that it is filling your body with peace, healing, and the love of God. If you find that your mind starts to wander, don't judge or criticize yourself. Instead, gently bring your attention back to the light. When you feel ready to end the practice, take a few deep breaths and slowly open your eyes.
Take a moment to notice how you feel, both physically and mentally, and allow yourself to carry this sense of mindfulness and presence with you as you go about the rest of your day. As we finish up today, I want to thank you for listening in and remind you of President Brigham Young's words. When you see our Father, you will see a being with whom you have long been acquainted, and he will receive you into his arms, and he will be ready to fall into his embrace and kiss him. You will be so glad and joyful. When you are qualified and purified, you can endure the glory of eternity. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch through the Yoga for LDS Facebook page or email at yoga4lds at gmail.com. 